do have an idea for an online course, but you're wondering if it will sell. Maybe you've already created this online course, but you're disappointed with sales. In this episode, I'll share how you can tell if your online course is commercially viable. I'm Janet Murray. I'm a business strategist and copywriter who helps consultants, coaches, freelancers, and small business owners generate consistent income and recurring revenue. I'm also the creator of the Courageous CEO Business Strategy Planner, which contains tried and tested strategy and resources to grow your business. I'm big on strategy, which for me is about simplicity and finding the easiest route to achieve your goals, always. I don't have all the answers, who does? But I will share the questions you need to be asking to build the kind of business you want to run and also one you can scale or even sell in the future. So the first thing to say on this topic is that commercial viability is not the same as having reassurance that your course will sell. If you've listened to the episode on troubleshooting sales problems, you'll know there are multiple factors that influence whether a product or service sells. And where there is a problem, there could be a problem with your lead generation and sales strategy. It could be down to a poor fit between the product and the ideal client or the client you're targeting. Could be down to pricing, again, not being the right fit between the product or service and the clients you're targeting. There could be a problem with your sales copy. It's not communicating the value or the transformation someone might achieve from investing in your costs. Could also be a poor onboarding experience or delivery. However, before you invest a lot of time and resources in creating an online course or before you invest time in trying to diagnose and fix a problem with a course that doesn't seem to be selling as well as you hoped, it's well worth having a think about whether it's commercially viable in the first place. So it might be helpful for me to share here that one of the services that I offer in the copywriting side of my business, actually it's a separate business, is done for you course creation campaigns. And I actually won't take clients on if they don't have a commercially viable course. So if their course doesn't meet this criteria, then I wouldn't want to take their money for creating their course. So these are the things based on a decade's experience of selling digital products online that I always look at in terms of commercial viability and particularly in relation to a digital product. So the first question you need to ask yourself is, do you have a proven methodology? So have you successfully delivered the content of your course and achieved the transformation it promises for clients? Now, this might be via a done with you or a done for you service. It might be via coaching, consulting, training. It doesn't have to be through an online course, particularly if you haven't sold it before. But if you haven't delivered the transformation your client requires, what makes you think that you'll be able to do that successfully via an online course? So for example, I've had an idea kicking around in my head for some years now about a piano education program, an alternative to the traditional classical grade model that I really believe could get beginners playing piano much quicker and also acquiring transferable keyboard musical skills that can apply in different contexts rather than just learning how to play a bunch of exam pieces and then moving on to the next one. Now, I'm not a musician, but I guess I'm an amateur musician and I think I have enough playing experience and musical knowledge and crucially experience of putting together online education programs to create this course. And I also really believe that my methodology could have the power to take people from a beginner to playing popular tunes and feeling really good about their playing. Things like Harry Styles, Ed Sheeran, Taylor Swift in as little as 12 weeks. What I don't have though is proof that my approach works. 
I also don't have any audience to sell it to because I'm not known for piano or music education, but actually that part's less important. The important bit is that I don't have proof that my approach works. So even if I did create this course, I would struggle to price and sell it. And yes, part of that would be because I don't have an audience, I don't have any authority, but the bigger worry for me would be that I don't have proof that my approach works. So before I would even consider creating this course, I know I need to test my methodology on real students via one-to-one or group lessons. And that, of course, would also help me gain social proof via testimonials. So when I did get around to creating the course, I would have testimonials from people who had experienced the transformation that I think the course could deliver. So that leads to the second question you need to ask yourself. Do you have social proof? It's really difficult to sell an online course, even in modest numbers, without testimonials from people who have experienced the transformation your course promises to deliver. Now, when you first launched an online course, you can feel like you're in that chicken and egg situation with testimonials. You can feel like you can't provide them as you haven't previously sold the course. What you can provide, though, is proof that your methodology works via those testimonials from relevant one-to-one or client work. So part of commercial viability is making sure that you create a course that is close enough to your area expertise or it's right in your area of expertise. So you can provide not only those testimonials, but you can also be sure that people actually want that transformation. A common mistake I see new course creators make is creating a course on a topic or in an area that they have no expertise in or certainly no authority. And the problem with that is that if you're I know from an education background, for example, and you decide to create a course on self-care, but you have no proven track record, no authority, you've not even coached somebody on that topic, you don't have any testimonials or proof that your approach to self-care coaching actually has a positive impact on somebody's life, that's going to be really, really hard to sell. And actually advice I often give clients is, to start by creating a simple digital product on a topic and in an area where you might not necessarily have a massive audience, but you know the demand is there because people are paying you to deliver that transformation one-to-one or they're paying for you to go in and run workshops. Good example here, I started out with my own digital products. They were on how to get press coverage. Now, this wasn't an area I wanted to move forward in. As a former journalist teaching PR or Doing PR is kind of known as going over to the dark side. It's not typically something people really aspire to. And certainly it wasn't something that I wanted to move forward with. But I knew that people were really happy to pay me money to tell them how to get more press coverage, how to pitch journalists, how to write press releases. They were also really keen to pay me for media training. So I knew there was a market there. I knew that people would want to buy it. Had I tried to create my piano course back then, well, I'd have had even less luck than I would now without getting that social proof because I didn't have any online course experience whatsoever. So the next question you need to ask yourself on commercial viability for digital products is do you have a clear understanding of the value your course will deliver? Also crucially, do you have the skill or can you access the skill or the resources to make sure that's communicated effectively in your sales copy? So I know it can be annoying to get interrupted when you're listening to a podcast, but if you're enjoying this podcast and you don't want to miss out when a new episode lands, and I do plan to drop some bonus episodes ahead of the new season, please hit the follow button on your favorite podcast app. You can do it while you're listening now. 
Not only will this make sure you don't miss out on any new episodes, but it will also help get this podcast in front of more listeners. Thank you so much. And now back to the episode. So you can have the most amazing course in the world, but if you're not able to articulate the transformation it can deliver, you will struggle to sell that course. Now that goes back to what we covered in the pricing episode earlier in this series. For any individual or organisation to invest in your online course, they need to be able to make a business case to themselves or to others. I feel like this is a sentence that I've said over and over again in this podcast series, but it's just so important because to make a business case for investing in your course, your prospective client needs to understand the tangible value, the problem that's being solved and how it will ease their pain or even remove it completely. So here's a reminder of what that might look like in practice. So People generally will only invest in products or services that save them time or free them up for more profitable activities, things that save money or generate additional income or save them from the pain of having to figure out how to do something new or something hard or relieve them of something that's hard or painful or upsetting or causing them stress or worry in some way. And the last area to look at when it comes to commercial viability for online courses is not only do you have a lead generation and sales process, but do you have the right one that will get you good results? So I've already shared already in this podcast series, the average conversion rate for online sales is just one to two percent. So that will give you an idea of the audience size and the email list that you would need to sell at scale, to sell lots of online courses. Now that does not mean that you cannot make decent money or have a really strong recurring revenue stream from digital products. Absolutely not. But what you might need to think about is matching your lead generation and sales strategy to the resources and the audience that you have right now. Because if you've got 200 people on your email list and you've never really sold them a course before, you can do the maths to see how many you're likely to sell. Probably not many at all. And the amount of work that might be involved in you know, running a, a launch, creating a launch content campaign might negate the time and resources that you've invested in launching to your tiny email list and audience. Something I touched on on a previous episode is that actually it may be better for you to consider paid partnerships and whether you could pay to run a workshop or to partner with someone who does have an audience that you can get in front of and to generate leads and accelerate that process may really well be worth you doing that. Another thing might be, and this is something that I don't think enough people consider, is to create digital products that you can sell to corporates or that you can include in bigger bundles of work. So people will often say to me that one of the reasons that they want to create an online course is because they have people coming to them who can't afford their services. And when I ask them, well, typically how many people a year is it who come to you and you quote them for delivering your service and they can't afford it? Say, oh, it's about three or four people. What? So you are going to go to the trouble of creating an online course that might take you quite a bit of time and resources for the sake of three or four people each year. Would it not be better for you to refer those people to someone who can deliver what they need or at least some of what they need at their budget level or to direct them to some free resources or something? Is it really worth your time or trouble? So what I would really urge you to do is to really consider to make this a commercially viable revenue stream, what would be the easiest way to do that? It may not be running a launch week and having to write loads of emails or creating an email lead magnet or whatever. 
It might be about strategic partnerships. It might be about deciding to create something that you can sell to corporates and you can license, as we discussed in the previous episode, that might be far more lucrative for you in the long term. And then if you do get the odd person, individual that comes along and wants to work with you, you've got something to sell them. The last bit of advice I would give you on commercial viability is do not create a multi-module, all singing, all dancing, online course up front. I wholeheartedly recommend that my clients create something that I call a one-module online course. So basically, something that you could deliver in an hour, an hour 20 maximum, something that's got a very clear and tangible outcome. So for example, I've got a short training on how to launch a podcast and it takes you through all the different steps that you might need to do, including what tech you might need and how to write scripts and all of that stuff. Something that you can deliver in an hour, one hour, 20 short, five or six minute sessions. These are the kind of courses that I'm creating for clients as part of my done with you content campaigns because they don't need to be longer. And as online course creators, I think sometimes we feel that our fees aren't justified unless we have a million different modules and that we've got people sat at their desk watching video tutorials for hours on end. No, like actually a really good course creator will be aiming to deliver the learning, the desired outcome in a short amount of time as possible to make it as easy for people to access the learning. So all of my trainings now, they're audio trainings. They come with an ebook, which is basically a text version of the training. Most of the sessions are just five or six minutes long. I provide a lot of templates, checklists, fill in the gaps, email templates, social media templates, newsletter templates, things that people can actually grab and use and they can see how much time they will save them. And you can create something like that on a topic that you know well in a week rather than spending months and months building out a multi-module online course that most people probably won't finish anyway. So that's the Last episode of the first season of the Courageous CEO podcast. I would love to get your feedback. Which episodes did you find the most useful? What would you like to hear more about? Were there any topics that I touched on briefly in this series that you'd like me to go into in more depth? I'm also going to drop some bonus episodes, some interviews with some courageous entrepreneurs. But I always love hearing from listeners as to what you found useful and what you'd love to hear about. And the best place to connect with me is on Instagram. I'm at UK. If you're finding the content in the Courageous CEO podcast useful, then make sure you join the waitlist for my 2024 Business Strategy Planner so you can grab the pre-order discount and bonuses, which are only available for a limited time. These tried and tested resources have helped my clients save time and make more money in their business. Like professional organiser Victoria Bantz, she generated £2,800 worth of new business using just one of the templates that you get with the planning system. Rowena Wilding, a marketing consultant who used the planning system and the resources to reduce her working week to three days without reducing her business income. And Zoe Willingham a dog behaviourist who increased her business income, which was already at six figures, by 20% using the strategy and templates in my business strategy planning system. The Courageous CEO Business Strategy Planner includes a gorgeous A4 desk planner, and there's a digital version too, a 60-minute audio training, and a template and checklist to help you implement the systems and processes you need to grow your business. Order during the last week of August 2023, and you'll also get my Thought Leadership Strategy Training, 
and a copy of my new book. That's over £150 in free bonuses alone. I will add a link to get your business strategy planner in the show notes of this podcast, but please make sure you don't leave it too late because those discounts and bonuses are only available during pre-order week, which ends on September 4th.